welcome uh welcome back to this episode or to the matter day podcast it's been so long since we've done one of these um first of all if you're if have listened to the show at all um thank you for coming back uh second of all a shout out to today's sponsor um nobody nobody has been uh, sponsoring the show since we got started and it has been uh truly a journey working with nobody getting everything kind of moving forward and building it from the ground up with nobody and, and nobody's help. So uh, just a quick shout out to nobody and all nobody does to keep the show moving forward. Um, if you have listened to the show before, you know that we have uh, interviewed people who make video games and that's kind of where the show started was looking at video games and art um, and then kind of transitioned away and moved towards uh, things I was taking in on a personal level um, and things I was kind of critiquing and giving my thoughts on video games, books, movies, things like that. Um, if you enjoy that version of the show, I would absolutely love some sort of feedback because uh, this end of the life of my life has gotten a little crazy. Um, I don't mean feedback is necessarily any kind of monetary, you know, pushing or monetary support at all. I just like a, a tweet or some thumbs up or some something, um, which I'll post this on Facebook and everything. So it's some indication that, you know, we're getting some sort of feedback. Um, just because there's a lot going on on this end, and I just need to know that what I'm doing is a viable use of time and money to, to keep this going. So all of that said, um, moving on into the specifics of what we're going to talk about, and I've got a book and a video game to talk about with you, so let's, let's go ahead and knock those out. Um, the book uh, we'll do later. The video game is Persona 5, which if you're not familiar with the Persona series, uh, Persona is a Japanese RPG. Um, Japanese RPGs are very different from Western RPGs, so just a, a brief touch on those. Western RPGs are going to be things like your Skyrims, uh, your Witcher series, um, things that are, they just play a little different. They've got a little bit smoother uh, interfaces, they've got a little bit more character development that has, you know, the three-part acts to the characters. The characters have a mission and then they might undergo some sort of conflict and then they come out on the other side, uh, better, worse, or changed, generally speaking. Um, Japanese RPGs tend to be very Japanese, so they throw in a lot of weird and random seeming plot points and plot hooks and characters can change or develop or regress at any point in the plot. Um, I say this because Persona 5, especially in the last act, has incredible, um, very spontaneous seeming character developments and changes that have no no, I think back on them, they have no setup and the characters just change real quick. Uh, that, that in Persona, and I say it's in the last act, Persona took me nearly a hundred hours to finish. Okay, the, the games I talk about are games that I finished and have completed. And that game I started uh, right currently on, as of recording this, it's August of 20, 2019, it's late August. Um, I started that game last December. So I started that game, I think, November or December of 2018. And it is such a long game. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. Let's, let's jump into how good it is and why it's good. Um, the game makes use of a clock system and has the player going about completing tasks in a day. Um, those tasks, as you progress through the game, will range from having conversations and hanging out with friends who are known as confidants or you can do things like work a side job to make a little bit more money. You might go and do some leisure activity like uh, going to the batting cages or seeing movies, which some of those, like seeing movies, can be done with friends. Or maybe you just want to sit at home all day and read books to 
play Persona that way. It's an RPG, so you have you know role-playing game elements where you kind of decide what your character would do. Are they studious? Are they at the batting cages? Are they eating a lot? What kind of things are you going to do? So every single day, you go through the motions of figuring out what the day looks like, and typically for myself, excuse me, typically for myself, I base that on my character stats. So your character has overall um, statistics, which I don't know what they call them in the game, but it's like how charming you are, how kind you are, how intelligent you are, things like that. You've got five of those, and doing things like reading uh, will boost that maybe the knowledge, or maybe you're reading a book about someone who's courageous, like Zorro or something, um, and, and it boosts your courageousness. So in reading or however you plan out your day, you can boost one of those five different traits. Um, those traits, then, once you move into the, the combat part of the game, because it's a role-playing game, so there's combat, once you move into the combat part of the game, which is broken up a little bit differently, those traits will play into the combat. So you've got this day-to-day -day system that will play into the combat. So what's the combat? Combat in Persona is going into this meta realm, this other universe, and taking how you see yourself and fighting that against what the game has set up as how other people see themselves. So this starts off um, you're, you're invading a casino in the prologue, kind of setting up your character, and then as you develop, as you you know get a scratch away a little bit of what's actually happening through the story, um, you discover that these characters in these castles and these palaces in the meta realm are all uh, how people see themselves. And I sound completely crazy explaining all of this. Um, which I love explaining it because it's so off the wall and so fun, but it's so self-contained and it makes sense within its own universe um, most of the time. There are, are definitely some little things, especially later in the game, that it seems like they were just kind of trying to force everything in to make the landing stick, and it just feels super rushed. The story in the end feels super rushed. That's not to say the game in the end feels super rushed, because the last part of the game, the last act, the last day, uh, makes a lot of sense. It, it has a reasonable conclusion within the universe that's set up. So it does feel a little bit rushed in the end. I spent a lot of time in this RPG, in this role-playing game. Um, I have an, a recent habit of taking my time in role-playing games, no pun intended because the game has a, a, a slogan of take your time, a little, you know, they, they, they throw it around a lot, a little phrase. Um, but in role-playing games, this one specifically, I was definitely taking my time and doing a lot of extra side activities to make sure all of my personas were ready for combat. So, like I said a moment ago, when you play the game, the combat is based on how people see themselves, right? So, what happens is, uh, your character, Joker, uh, a Joker in a deck of cards can be anything in, in some games, right? So the way it works is you go into this meta realm, you fight other people with how they see themselves, and you fight them with how you see yourself. With you, how you see yourself for Joker, your character can always change. You can always capture, or most always, capture other people's personas. So kind of imagine a Pokemon uh, vibe where people put out their personas, you take your persona, you kind of rock, paper, scissors. Um, maybe your persona is a strong fire type and their persona is weak to fire, but there's a strong electricity and yours is weak in electricity or yours doesn't care if it's electricity or whatever. Uh, that's kind of how it works. There's a number of different traits that your persona can have, a number of different attack types, and you kind of rock, paper, scissors against other people's personas, weakening th theirs and strengthening yours as you go and really trying to find those weaknesses you can pound away at with the enemies. Um, the, the, way, the way that translates to your partners, like I said before, you get friends and confidants, is all of your friends have their own one set persona. So yours, because you're Joker, you can have a team, um, 
a small team, but it, it grows as the game goes on. So spoilers, but it grows as the game goes on. How many you can keep kind of in your pocket at a time. Your confidants, your friends, only get one persona. So part of your job in playing the role-playing game is to work with your crew and figuring out what is a good uh, set of skills for them to have. Maybe you have a certain character who's a support type and they have a lot of healing, but not so many attacks. And I know I definitely had that um, in Morgana was definitely my healer and resurrector and could get people back in the game if I needed them. Um, other characters, other confidants might be better, you know, to really beat the tar out of your enemies. Or maybe you just want them to weaken your enemies so you can deliver those final blows. Uh, it's really up to the player. There's a lot of player choice, which is really cool for combat um, because the game with the time system and, and every day having certain events, like I had said at the start, with that system in place, there's definitely a very linear structure to the game overall. So combat is definitely a good balance that allows the player to put some personality and a little bit of spin um, as they go about pitting you know, what they've worked on against the, the computer. Uh, so overall for the game, it's extremely, extremely well done. It's extremely stylized. Um, as far as complaints for the game, it is so frustratingly long. It's, it's good, but it's so frustratingly long. If you do not have the wherewithal to go into this knowing that it's going to get heavy, it's going to get long, it's, it's going to really wear on you. Um, I know at, at hours you know, 60, 70, and 80, I was seeing tutorials still for random things that I hadn't thought to look at in the game that were just presenting themselves to me, and it made the game feel so much longer not knowing what I was missing out on from so long ago. So there's there's always side things to do. You can, on your days off or your days, you know, you, like I had said, you can have a job or hang out with friends. You could explore different parts of the city. But if you explore parts of the city and maybe you'll find a mini game, if you hadn't seen that mini game, you'll get a tutorial for it. But that makes, you know, if you get that tutorial 70 hours in, it makes it feel like you're just scratching the surface all of the time. So even up to the last minute, the game has this uh, loop that it goes in where it makes you feel like you're not quite playing the game yet. You know, you get a tutorial at hour 50, and you say to yourself, okay, you know, maybe I'm, it's the last tutorial, but hour 60, 70, or 80, it's kind of frustrating of like, okay, if you want me to play the game, give me the game and let me go. Don't keep, you know, compartmentalizing it and piecing it out to me. I just want to hit the ground. So that would be my concern with that, um, with that game overall with Persona 5. It definitely has a bit of a slow burn to it, depending on how you play. If you play very streamlined and you know what you want to do every day and you just want to hang out with your friends, you'll, you'll won't have extra tutorials. You'll skip all the extra tutorials. You'll get right through the game, you'll write down to business, you'll do combat, and it'll go fine. But if you do want to venture out a little bit, it can get uh, a little bit tedious. So Persona 5 overall, incredible, um, very stylized, very fun. Music is a soundtrack. Uh, music, I could go on a tangent for another 12 minutes. But uh, just keeping it short and sweet, I would look up the soundtrack online. Um, you just go to YouTube and, and check it out there. And the soundtrack for that is um, definitely one of my favorite soundtracks ever. It's up there with Cowboy Bebop. It's up there with um, a couple of my favorite musicians. But as far as a media soundtrack, you know, soundtrack that goes to a show or a game or a movie, uh, it's very, very good. Um, but... That's it for Persona 5. So I would say it's definitely a, you should play it if you enjoy long games, if you enjoy Japanese RPGs. If you like short games or are a big fan of Western RPGs, it might be one to avoid. It's very different. Uh, moving from the game to the book, the book that I wanted to touch on was Becoming a Supple Leopard by Starrett, which I can't recall what his first name is. It's slipping my mind and I'm gonna look it up while we go. Um, this book is kind of odd. Um, it's We've done. I've talked about self-help books before and books on thinking, things like that. Um, but this one's not 
it's Kelly Start. He's a he's a Dr. Kelly Start. He's a gentleman who um, other podcasts, the Tim Ferriss Show podcast, Tim Ferriss Show. I don't know Tim Ferriss Show podcast. He's talked to Dr. Start before. Um, the book is about mobility. It's about moving and about having your body being able to move uh, when lifting weights and when going about everyday life and, and the utility of being a flexible, supple person. Uh, Becoming a Supple Leopard is definitely a weird title. It's a little bit different because supple and leopards are very uh, image-based in your mind and supple is kind of a gross word in my opinion. And leopard is, you know what that is. It's a, you know, it's a giant old cat. So a supple leopard kind of seems like a weird concept, but he explains it and he does a great job walking through uh, what you can do at the gym to, or in your house. There are a lot of examples that you could do at home. I have done them at home that you can do to just get your body more mobile, get your body able to be able to function, you know, able to, to walk better, to stand for longer and stand taller and have better plane rides and just go through life more comfortably, not be in pain. Uh, it goes, the book goes through very meticulously targeting different areas of your body, different muscle groups, working from the ankles up all the way. I think it, it touches on every muscle group you could hope to flex, stretch, or get activated. Uh, the book is 400 pages and I definitely have a critique for it, uh, which is so hard to level at the book because it's so useful. However, the book, at least the version I read, was about a foot high by about eight inches long, eight inches wide. So you've got a, a pretty big book. And the problem with that is you can't take that to the gym. You can't really do the workouts in it at home necessarily because there's a lot of resistance band training and a lot of uh, squat methods and, and how you are supposed to be doing lifting properly. Uh, Mr. Start runs a CrossFit gym in San Francisco. I think he, he has a number of them. So it kind of creates this, where does this book belong physically? Obviously it's, the information is incredibly useful, but you can't take it to the gym without looking like you're like a PhD student trying to figure out, you know, mobility in the gym. You can, but that kind of seems weird. And you can't keep it at home because then you don't have all the accessibility and all the items from the gym. So it kind of creates this impasse of where does this physically go and where do I go to use it? That is my biggest critique of the book. Um, if it has a digital version, which I imagine now in 2019 it does, I would definitely recommend picking up the digital format. Uh, the pictures in the book are so, 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 so helpful. And in looking for a resolution to my critique, I went online uh, to Dr. Start's YouTube channel. I looked up his videos. There are a lot of YouTubers who do fitness type things that I found to be helpful because the videos show explicitly what needs to be happening. However, uh, Dr. Start's YouTube channel doesn't do that. It explains different stuff, but if he had a series going over everything that's in the book, just end to end, going through his own book, showing the different functions, that would be so very useful at the gym because then you'd have it on your phone in a very accessible place and it was, if it was organized by different muscle groups or something, it would just be pristine. So the book is good. Um, I can't say it's great because it's, the practicality of it is so, so low, so detrimentally low. I don't know how to recommend it and know that anybody listening or, or reading would be able to actually use it. I know I had issues using it. Like I said, I did some of the movements at home and I've done a couple at the gym, but trying to <laughs> memorize what you're gonna do from a giant book you know, 400 pages and 300 of that is easily what you should be doing to stretch and different movements when you're lifting weights in motion. So taking 300 pages, shoving it into your brain and then running to the gym and coming back home and reading your book, it's real weird. It doesn't work well. The book, the copy I got was loaned to me from a friend. And so I had to return it to them. 
It kind of leaves me at this impasse of now I've got all this information. I've seen all of these cool pictures. I've seen all of this great, you know, great information that's usable and it's gone. It's like going through your grandmother's recipe box and understanding and seeing all of your favorite recipes and figuring out how you can finally prepare eggplant the right way. And then you go home and you just have these little slivers of information about eggplant and a little bit about zucchini and you're just kind of still at a loss because you can't prepare anything as well as you saw it. So overall, uh, I would recommend the book if you have a gym where you could take it to or if you have a home gym where you have enough um, leeway and, and play in your equipment that you can actually get down in the nitty gritty. You know, if you have resistance bands at home, if you've got a squat rack at home that you could tie those resistance bands to, if you've got a lacrosse ball, things like that where you can really get into the nitty gritty at home, definitely recommend the book. Again, if you're like me where your home is not your gym and they're a little ways away and your gym is, my gym is uh, accommodating to different people of different size and shape. So people who come in with a giant book are not the size or shape that people at my gym are used to seeing. So it's a little odd. Um, if you're like me where you live in one place, work out in another, and your gym accommodates all sorts of people, I can't say I'd recommend the book. Um, maybe maybe borrow it from a library, get some ideas, but I feel like there are better, at this point in, in 2019, there are better resources um, online, like I said before, and on YouTube where you can dig in, get the same kind of information, the same kind of mobility training, unfortunately, and springboard off of that. The book is good, uh, it's not practical, so it really inhibits the use. That is uh, it for what I wanted to talk about today. Um, as always, my name is Matt. Uh, if you want to keep up with the show, like I said at the start of the show, um, please give some sort of feedback on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, it's, it's easy, it'll take you 45 seconds. And again, this is just me wanting to know if <laughs> somebody is listening. According to the sound SoundCloud plays, if I can speak, I can make a better podcast. According to the SoundCloud plays, there are people listening and uh, hopefully enjoying the show, at least in some capacity. Um, if that's the case, absolutely let me know and always feel free to recommend things that I should be looking at reviewing or talking about. I know I've been reading a lot of books. I've got a lot of things going on in my personal life at this point, um, looking to, to move and to relocate and that comes with a lot of motion. So always wanting to know what the best use of my time is for anybody listening, um, how I can be helpful you know, in, in thoughts and books and reading and understanding the world around us, movies, whatever. So all of that said, let me know. On Twitter, you can let me know by tweeting uh, my Twitter handles at Mattaghetti. So it's M-A-T-T-A-G-H-E-T-T-I at Mattaghetti. On Facebook, the Matterday podcast has a Facebook page. It's M-A-T-T-U-R-D-A-Y, Matterday on Facebook. And Instagram, which I don't know if I've plugged my Instagram before. I'll snap for excitement purposes. Instagram is the same as the Twitter, actually. It's M-A-T-T-A-G-H-E. TTI, Mattagetti on Instagram. All right. Well, that is all for this episode. I appreciate you guys stopping by. And if you have anything you want me to check out, let me know. But I will let you go. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Toodles.